This podcast is an audio recording of a live event. It may reference visual material that cannot be represented in this recording. It may also contain strong language and adult themes. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ACME. Good evening, I'm James Ewison from ACME. I've got a few special guests uh, that I'd like to introduce you uh, to you right now. Please welcome the producer of Sunshine, Ian Colley, the writers, Elise McCready and Matt Cameron, uh, and a couple of remarkable young men. Please welcome Ez Eldon Deng, who is the creative and community consultant, and Wally Elner, who plays Jacob. How are you guys feeling? I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Yeah. Trust me. Well, firstly, if I can just say it's the second time that I've seen uh, this, this first episode and, uh, and just bravo to you all. Uh, it's, it's brave television, it's audacious television and uh, it's, it's remarkable having seen it for the first time by myself now to essentially share it with a 400-seat a cinema because it's a, it's a very cinematic piece as well. So bravo to you all. Uh, but look, we do, we've only yeah. had a relatively uh, brief period of time because we've got some celebrating to do, obviously. But um, uh, I, I've got a few questions that I want to put to these guys and then obviously uh, I'm sure you've got some, some comments and some questions to put to them as well. Uh, but if I could start with you, uh, Ian, please. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the genesis uh, of the series uh, itself? I mean, it is unmistakably local uh, and yet the, the themes are, are very, very universal uh, so, what was what was at the origin of, of the story, and I guess the local and the, the universal? Which of those things, uh, I, I guess, came first? Which came first? Oh, I think I think the local. I mean, the idea, you know, sort of, I suppose, metamorphosized as, as we grew on, but it came from Lisa Cox and Rachel uh, Turker in the audience. And Lisa, who's a journalist, was working in the South Sydney's community up in Sydney, and we looked at. We just felt that community, we, you know, hadn't been filmed in drama, certainly in Australian drama, um, and we just wanted to find a story that would, would fit and showcase and show both the opportunities as well as the challenges of being one of the new migrant sort of groups in this country. Um, we we'd done a, a, another SBS show called The Principal, which was, again, a sort of hybrid of a high school drama with a, a crime element. and. We were originally going to do a sports element because obviously the community does so well in things like basketball or AFL and I think we thought basketball is more containable <laughs> from a production point of view. Uh, and also we hadn't seen basketball on the screen in, again in Australia. Uh, and then we sort of wove in a, I suppose, a crime story to up the stakes, especially with a, a four-part series to keep that sort of... Um, uh, what do you call it, uh, dramatic sort of heightened drama with it to sustain that sort of four-part series. So, again, with Matt and Elise as well, we sort of workshopped it more and the story evolved from there. Uh, and at which point did you both uh, become involved, Matt and uh, <laughs> Elise? Uh, fairly early on, I think. We just, uh, yeah, we had, as, I said, as Ian said, those two elements of uh, sports story and a crime uh, genre that was the intention and so yes Elise and I then did a it'll shock you to know I, I'm not South Sudanese and uh, <laughs> and Elise isn't either actually I don't <laughs> think and um, so we had to do a crash course in a community that um, yeah I guess we'd seen at a remove and uh, you know I uh, so it was really exciting to go and meet uh, people from the community 
Uh, and Elisa Cox set a lot of those up because she'd, she'd met people doing the articles that she'd been doing. So, uh, yeah, it was... And, I mean, I, I personally feel incredibly fortunate that we were um, entrusted, at least by the South Sydney's uh, people that we worked with, such as Ayres, who was uh, incredibly important for us uh, in writing the scripts, to have somebody as a sounding board to tell us when we were just way off base mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, ensure that what we were doing was, um, yeah, going to be... Uh, yeah, not offensive to the community because, of course, that was the last thing we wanted to do. Um, so, yeah. And the the series has assembled uh, a remarkable group of creative people, cast uh, and crew, obviously in front of and behind the camera, uh, some very seasoned campaigners such as, uh, I have to say, a remarkable Anthony LaPaglia as well as the revelation of uh, some remarkable new talents, of course, too. But what... Uh, Elise, would you say were some of the, the challenges and possibly even some of the risks uh, as you were writing? Well, like Matt said, it was very important to, you know, show a community in its, I guess, in its full tapestry. Um, so we were very conscious of, you know, really digging deep and avoiding the Herald Sun kind of version of the South Sudanese community, which was a lot about carjacking at the time and the Apex Gang. Um, so this was a real opportunity to, to actually dig deep into this community, meet a lot of people, hear a lot of stories. Ez came on very early, which was fantastic. And so, you know, we, we could sit with Ez and really talk through in absolute minute detail, even, you know, lines we were thinking of, and Ez would give his feedback. So there was a really strong sense very early, um, you know, that we had <laughs> someone by our sides who was going to, you know, aid that process. Um, so, yeah, does that answer the question? <laughs> it does, <laughs> I think so. uh, which leads to another question. <laughs> so, as, uh, tell me how you became involved, because obviously you played a, a really pivotal role uh, as, as liaison and, and also, I gather, uh, creatively too, because, of course, you were a uh, director's attachment to, to Dana Reid, unfortunately, who's unable to be with us uh, here this evening. And I, I guess those things are also quite risky too, how did you feel about being approached to participate in something like this? Well, before I start, I want to say shout out to my grandmother. She's part of the audience. <laughs> Praise the world. And, uh, I would say thanks to everybody later, but let me get to it. Well, first of all, I didn't want to get, uh, I didn't want to be part of the project at all uh, because uh, I'm already working in the community, doing my own thing. And I was afraid to actually jump on board and do something major, even though I want to uh, be a filmmaker mm -hmm. uh, in my own right. But um, but I didn't I didn't say this is a ticket for me to go out there uh, without me being honest to the stories that I'll be um, that I'll be telling. But uh, with talking with Sarah and Anna, the two lovely producers of Sunshine, um, well, we built a trust at first. Um, and then after the trust, uh, I came into the writing room. And yeah, and since then, I'm like, okay, this is uh, something serious. It's not just a story, but it's just gonna be educational novel for my community to see themselves for the very first time in Australian TV and also for the young people to kind of see themselves closely into, like in the living room on the phone or whatever it is, just to be, you know, for our stories to be told 
just a tiny bit of it hopefully will heal our community who've been going through the struggle since we came to Australia. So that's the reason why I just kind of came on board. And it was very, very, very risky because I've got the community who uh, some, some of us didn't understand what the TV drama was uh, and, and the difference between the documentary style and the news. And it was very confusing because they thought it was a documentary. But just by me kind of talking for hours and hours and hours and hours with different people. <laughs> and then we came to agreement of like, okay, this is a better version of Home and Away. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> yes. I think everybody does. Yes. We set the bar high. Delicately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But as, as was vital in the very early part as well, where we did almost like a roadshow, a diploma, diplomacy roadshow, going to various, I suppose, elders or of the community, both in Sydney and Melbourne, to get them on board and talk it through, as you said, to ensure that we weren't going to do a hatchet job on the community, a sort of tabloid piece, I suppose. Mm. Um, and, you know, who's vital in, I suppose, bridging our two communities together. It wasn't always easy, Craig. Hmm. No. Uh, it wasn't easy at all because um, uh, I, I respect my elders and the community members, but also <laughs> I want them to kind of uh, respect me as a young person who, who hopefully one day will be an elder as well to educate um, other young people. I have my little brother on the, on here as well that sometimes he gets uh, through trouble, but how can I talk to him when I cannot really express myself through... Uh, through through stories that hopefully we will share with everybody else to actually look within uh, our community that you know we 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 want to contribute to Australian society and yeah it was very very challenging because you know uh, I call myself a um, a third culture kid who grew up in Egypt very much from South Sudan but. I lived in Sudan, and now I'm in Australia. So four countries, imagine that uh, just getting different cultures within me, it would just make me crazy if I'm not a filmmaker. <laughs> so Wally, how did you first hear about this crazy TV series? <laughs> it was quite funny. I was playing basketball in this in Sudanese tournament, and they were passing out flyers. They said, come audition for the new show. I said, no, nah, that's not my thing. You know, I, didn't, I didn't really care. Then Alison Meadows uh, hit me on Facebook. She said, come audition, it's been recommended. The casting agent. Yeah. yeah, I said, I don't know about that, it's not my thing. Then my friends were like, let's just do it for fun. So we just went, and I met some people there, and I got the part. Yeah. <laughs> that easy. I would suggest that it is your thing, based on well, what you're yeah. saying this evening. Yes. You know, it showed everything. Basketball's not bad either, yeah. So how did you, just describe your experience of uh, going through that casting process, because as you said, you were more interested in well, specifically basketball, but uh, as you went through that process, did you have a, an evolution? Did you have a changing of, of your mind as to your level of enthusiasm that this was maybe something that you could do, that it was something that you really wanted to do? Yeah, definitely. I realised I, I want to I do both things, really, because acting is a, is a major thing and it's fun. Mm. It's so much fun. You learn so many things. We had Anthony. He, t he told me a lot of things over there mm -hmm. about being, you know, being, being a man on the screen. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's a be strong, just, just show your words. Don't be scared of the people or the, or the cameras and all that. 
So I did that. I was scared the first week. I couldn't talk on the camera. <laughs> yeah, but then I got used to it. They said I was great. But I had a big head the second week. <laughs> I, had, I had a big head. She was, she was like, Wally, stop. You don't get a big head. <laughs> it's too late. Man. <laughs> I think you're doing fine. <laughs> but Wally, if, if I can ask you uh, a little bit about your own story, I mean, obviously about... Uh, apart from from basketball, tell us a little bit about your own family, your own uh, your, your childhood, your own background. Oh well, I migrated here I think 2002. We came here. I was, I was a child, and uh, I started as a fat kid. I, I was I was a chubby kid. I, I remember that well. And then um, <laughs> I I found basketball because my friends were playing basketball. They're like, come do it. I was a short kid back then, so somehow I got tall, and I started you know. So I get recognized for my talents, and I got picked up to go play high school in America for it. So that's it. What more, what more you need? Absolutely perfect, particularly having just seen uh, that first episode. Uh, mindful of the time, uh, we've got some microphones uh, on either side of the aisles here. Uh, we're recording this evening, so please make sure if you've got a question or just to, to make a comment, uh, pop your hand up, maybe even stand up uh, so we can see you and then please use the microphone. Are there any questions of uh, our guests here this evening or comments? Sorry, I can't really see. Yes, I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, Santino's here. Hello. <laughs> Congratulations, you guys. Oh, sorry, Santino, I'll give you a turn after. Go ahead. Um, my name is Joel Kurz, Um and I just, I don't have a question. I'm just, um, I nearly missed the beginning, but I'm so excited that I made it and I'm so excited to see so many people out here and congratulations to every single one of you. I was, um, I had my fingers crossed, I'm going, oh my God, I hope it's really, really good. And oh my God, I'm blown out of everything. So <laughs> congratulations. And uh, as, a, as a big advocate of the um, diversity in Australian media, um, I'm so excited to see this, you know, and, and, and this is probably, you know, it's just paving the way. And, and like you said, it's, we're used to seeing documentary and, you know, the news and all that sort of stuff. So this is incredible. So well done. Congratulations. And thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask a question about, um, I mean, I'm a fan of um, basketball and um, also movies that use uh, sports as a sort of uh, vehicle to get across messages. And, um, and I think sometimes they fall down when they cut to the scene of the people actually playing the sport. And you can tell that they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I was pretty impressed um, watching these scenes and just wondered, uh, yeah, what your thoughts were on that and, and what you guys did to sort of counteract um, that. Uh, look, I think, you know, from the casting process, we needed people who could play basketball like Wally and, and like Roar and uh, Otiak and the others and, and Nick who's in the audience as well. Because, as you said, you just can't cheat it. I remember I make a show called Rake, and I remember we once uh, had a tennis match, and these extras played, and they couldn't play. It was shocking. It took a whole day to just get a few rallies going. And basketball's not something you can cheat filmically anyway. So we certainly made it a challenge, because most of the actors from the community were non-professional or new you know, to the game. So not only that, but they had to be able to be good basketball players. So, um, But fortunately, you know... We, we were able to make it work. We also, you know, had a number of consultants, both on the drama side. We had Greg Saunders, who I know is in the audience tonight, who is our wonderful drama coach, who worked really closely with 
Wally and Raw and the others, and uh, Joe Hook, who was our basketball coach uh, in terms of choreographing a lot of the basketball scenes. So there was a lot of behind the scenes work involved. Yeah, maybe I just want to add to that. Well, we, we had a basketball audition as well, yeah. not just an audition. We had a basketball That's audition, right. but they didn't see it coming. <laughs> uh, these guys were very, very tight, but we saw some kind of good talent within them. Mm. And, you know, and also they were very, very hungry for it uh, to be playing the part, not just as a basketballer, but to portray the character and the way it should be. But I, I will tell you a funny story about it. Uh, second audition, I will take it in the audience. <laughs> um, <laughs> just uh, one minute of training, <laughs> he was dying. He's like, uh, <laughs> you guys need a miracle to come and do sunshine, not me. <laughs> but, um, but Joe uh, just kind of spoken to him, and, and yeah, he did a fantastic job. As you can see, he was shooting uh, a week later, and then six weeks later, he was just playing fine. Yeah. All right. Um, good evening, everybody. <laughs> I'm Niall Chol. I'm from the South Sudanese community. And the same story, you know, when we came here, we were young, so we went out, we behaved the way that we like. But you know, coming to a country that you don't understand people properly, you need to adapt to them. So everything is a chain. And the movie is really a very great movie. It will show to the young people that there are several ways of changing. It's not only just one way you go into it and and hopefully you will be doing the movies that are more successful to show them that they can go into a wrong way and then they can come out and succeed. Like, I'll say for example, when I came to Australia, I didn't have much education, but now I'm at our RMIT University doing Masters of Information Technology. Thank you very much. Can Thank I just ask when the idea originally started? Like, how long ago did you start working on this? Oh. It was probably <laughs> April last year was probably when Elise and I came on board. So it was quite a quick turnaround as far as uh, the writing process and getting it into production. Ian Colley's a bit of a maestro at actually making things uh, happen, which is, uh, which is yeah, so it's a, it's a great... It feeds the energy of the writing really to know that you're also, as you're coming to the last stages of writing, you're already got cast on board so you can start kind of writing for the particular skills or features of cast members and uh, the director, of course. <coughs> you know, so, so yes, it was quite a swift process because we were filming in, I think, February from, from having started in April on the scripts really. Yeah. So that's quite That's quick. very rare. You know, that was an amazingly quick... Well, it's helped also by SBS. They just, you know, took to it very quickly. So it made it easy. It was a sort of better, I don't know, I think we talked about it earlier, about a three-paragraph pitch. And they said, yeah, we'll do that. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so it made it easy. Um, you know, sometimes you spend a lot of time and you've got to go back and work, work the room, so to speak. But this was one, I think, was sort of, you know, fairly high concept. They could see it. And it was a community we hadn't seen on mainstream Australian TV. And I suppose they trusted the, the elements or the creators from Matt and Lise to Dana to all the other people involved and knew that we could probably realise the potential in it. And, you know, hopefully that's what everyone will agree. You know, if you've only seen the first step tonight, 
and by certainly episodes three and four, and it'll be shown in October on SBS, but it's, it's emotionally very strong near the end as well. So, because um, you really invest in these wonderful characters and you go on their journey with them and it's, you know, uh, it's uh, powerful, it's great. But I would say that. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say uh, well done and congratulations to you all. I mean, that series was just fantastic from the first um, opening and it really engages the audience. I mean, from the first opening scenes, you know, the audience was engaged throughout the ending of the um, series. Um, what I just wanted to say is, um, as a member of the South Sudanese community and me personally being um, someone who is um, passionate about, you know, advocacy and, you know, community development. And um, I've done a lot of work with the South Sudanese community and I uh, think this is absolutely brilliant. And, um, you know, what we saw tonight on the screen definitely does speak volumes into the harsh realities of the lives of the South Sudanese community, young males, and what it is that um, some of them encounter in their own lives. I mean, I, I really love the um, aspect of um, criminal delinquency and how it links back to the storyline and how it links to, you know, um, all of the characters' dreams and aspirations and family and whatnot. And the fact that it was shot in sunshine, it just makes it so cozy and it makes it so relatable. Um, you know, I've been around sunshine myself and I'd, I'd like to say the place is quite colorful. <laughs> um, but honestly, um, in terms of um, cultural sensitivities, and I know Ezeldine, um, you are the cultural cons um, consultant when it comes to cultural sensitivities. And being from the South Sudanese community, I know that there are a lot of cultural sensitivities, a lot of taboos, things. And I just wanted to know, or, or I was just uh, really curious as to how did you manage to get around some of the issues with cultural sensitivities or, uh, for example, if there was um, a specific topic or um, an agenda that you really wanted to discuss or explore the narrative, um, how would you go about it or um, what were the challenges that came up in making sure that, you know, you explore that narrative um, but you're also um, cautious not to offend or um, have that narrative um, explored in a condescending uh, manner. Thanks. Thank you for the question. Uh, we'll try to put it all together. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, to be honest, um, uh, when we first started just kind of writing it, uh, there's a lot of um, cultural, uh, cultural there, was, there was like a cultural stories in there already been buried. So for me, um, I don't have anybody out there to look up to uh, as a filmmaker. The only person that I look up to is my grandmother and me and her, we always talk. And I ask her some questions that I don't really know. For instance, why we have a different tribes and why the other tribes cannot marry to this tribe and why this and why that and why that. And she kind of explained it and just kind of break it down. And also, I work in the community, uh, I work in South, South Sudanese community where I'm friends with different people from different tribes, from different cultural background, where we don't, we don't see a barrier. And, and that, it doesn't come up in the list. And then when I was doing a cultural consultant, just talking to the elders, um, they had their own problem because they didn't want to deal with it. And they said, 
okay, this problem, uh, especially, I would just say this, uh, Nuer and Denka, they have a problem. But if we don't talk about it openly and peacefully to go deeper and dig, and dig deeper in the roots, so why are we going back to the history and try to ask questions? So for me, I see visually, and 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 when when I try to kind of explain it to, for instance, one of the community elder, I'm not gonna say the name, from Melbourne and also Sydney, we sat down in the room, we talked, and the room went like heated, basically because they didn't want to hear me as a young person. They want they they wanted to talk, and I just hear them, but they don't want to hear me. But I say to them that we are young people who, who are struggling here because you're talking about your own issues. You're talking about your own tribe kind of issues. But us as young people, we just kind of lost our culture. We don't know where we're going. We're just kind of struggling. And when we're trying to create our own culture, is it a problem? I don't think it is, it is a problem. So I want to set a goal and a barrier that uh, South Sudanese young people they're not going to sit down trap in a box that they don't belong in. And I don't want Australian society as well to kind of think that. And I don't want the Australian government to put us in the box. We should be free. And, and, and this land, we want to respect it. And, and I feel sorry for the indigenous. So how can we build a trust with, 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 own, uh, with own each other or just for ourselves? as a human being. So I, I'm not sure whether it's gonna, it did answer your question, but this is just a deeper root. But I'm, I'm ready to take the heat, and that's why we call it sunshine. Can I just add something just quickly to oh that? Yes, of as, course as writers, just on your question, it was very challenging because we're in a crime genre. So it wasn't a drama and it wasn't a documentary. So, of course, as you saw from the first episode, suspicion has to be cast, you know, because it's the genre of crime. Mm. And that, as writers, was quite challenging because we were very keen to, you know, explore this community and not, you know, do what, as I said earlier, <laughs> the Herald Sun was doing. But again, we're working within a genre, a really clear genre, mm. that tells us, you know, an audience needs to be going, oh, who, who possibly did this? And, mm. oh, my God, is it our wonderful Jacob? Could it be... Mm. Could we be wrong, and you know, or Santino? Or so it was a very big challenge as writers to kind of weigh up the cultural concerns, but also the genre concerns that you have to work with as a writer. So it was very, as a writer for me anyway, it was very challenging, you know, juggling both of those things, which in a drama would have been a very different set of problems. But because we had to work within genre, um, because it's crime, mm. you know, it, it was challenging. It was challenging. <laughs> Last question. Yes. Thank you. Hey, guys. Um, I just want to say congratulations. That's amazing what you guys are doing. And um, it's awesome, like, what you're saying. There is a, um, like, the older generation, they have the whole tribalism thing. But I feel like between our generation, our young generation, we don't have that. Like, we, we're freely, like, friends with Dinka or Nerd. I'm Nerd. I'm friends with a lot of Dinka people. And that's something that, like, we have that's not in the older generation, but what I want to ask is as well, is what's next for this documentary? What, do, what, what should we expect as young people? Drama, I think, rather than documentary. <laughs> More <Yeah>. drama? <laughs> ah, I'm so excited. Yeah. But should I share it with the whole world? Yeah. Tell us, give us some insight. Oh, wait, wait, give no, us a trailer. No spoilers. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> well, um, I would like to do a feature film. 
because I want to bring the Australian cinema back and also I want to say that Australia, um, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I'm serious. Um, I just want to say that uh, in Australia, uh, we are very multicultural and I think we have a very unique story that we can share with the whole world, but I don't know why we're holding back. So I just want to kind of break a barrier if I can. You have been listening to an Acme podcast. For more recordings, go to soundcloud.com slash acmeonline or the Acme website.